0: Welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. Each week, your host, Tricia Stutzel, is highlighting people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, country, and even the world a kinder place to live. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community. My name is Trisha Stetzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions and founder of Serving the Community. I'm super excited about the guest that I have on today. I actually met her through a mutual friend, and she was on our Bridge the Gap podcast just a few weeks ago, Bobby Mason with Widow's Wish Foundation. Welcome to Serving the Community.
1: Thank you, Trisha. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm so excited that you wanted to come on this show. I know we had you on Bridge the Gap really talking about the nonprofit uh, foundation that you run, and I'd really like to dig into the side of serving. And so first I'd like for you to tell the audience who you are. Tell us a little bit about your foundation, and then we're going to dive into really why you're so passionate about this space.
1: Sure. So I am the founder and CEO and director of What is Wish Foundation, which I um, launched in 2018. Um, I lost my husband in 2015 to suicide. And at the time, I had three young boys still in the home. And so I was what is now established as a young widow. Um, and there were a lot of challenges with that with being a young widow. And um, it was put just through me going through what i've been through it was just put heavy on my heart that there are others there had to be others like me Um, and the more that i walked on this journey i realized how many young widows are floating around in our community and we have no idea and they are not being served um, because when we think of a widow we think of someone that's older already collecting social security the kids are out of the house they have grandchildren Yes, they've lost their spouse, and that's a terrible thing. But they have a, a different set of difficulties than a young widow faces. When you have minor children, you're at the peak of your life, you know, and there's there is not the same resources. And so that was heavy on my heart to do something about that because I struggled, and I did not want that to happen to other young widows. So I sure. began the journey of um, launching my 501c3 nonprofit Widow's Wish Foundation. And I have been running
0: it ever since. That's wonderful. And you know, a lot of things happen out of the need, right? We don't have the resources that we need at the time. So we create these organizations or foundations, and I love that you've done that. So talk me through a little bit, Bobby, you know, at the time. I'm guessing social media wasn't as prominent. We didn't have people that we could turn to. So how did you manage your way? Were there people that you were able to reach out to during your time of need?
1: Well, listen, I was very active in my community. Um, Thankfully, um, I was um, just engulfed in my children's schools as a volunteer and then as a Title One teacher. I, so I had that community. I was also a fitness instructor. So I had the community of people that surrounded me at that time that knew and loved me as their instructor and just being active in the community. I did have that support. Um, I'm happy to say, and so blessed to say that I was literally fed with meals for three months. My boys and I were after the passing of my husband. Because of the outreach that I did receive, it made it even more prevalent to me that not a lot of people are gonna have that same you know, situation or that same help. Um, And so part of what is this foundation when I did launch it was to also include being able to provide meals uh, because not everyone gets the meals like I did. And let me tell you what, the last thing I wanted to do was go grocery shopping. The last thing I wanted to do was be seen in public. You know, there's all of those little things that people just don't think about. And so that part of that journey started to creep in that it was like, okay, that's something that I can provide as well, because I saw it as such a blessing. It was such a horrendous time for me, but you can look back and go, okay, what a beautiful thing that that was. I was surrounded by that. The next thing was, is that I had a lot of people that spoke into me at the time that made sure to let me know that I needed to drop my independence, drop the need for me to take care of everything. Um, one friend grabbed me by the shoulder and I will never forget it to this day and said, listen, Bobby, you are doing amazing and we know you can do this, but you know, st- stop taking our blessing away. And so that became a very big thing to me to also say that to my widows, I now serve through Widow's Wish by saying, listen, it's okay. People do not know what to do when these kind of things happen, when tragedy strikes, when trauma happens, when your whole world is ripped from beneath you people don't know what to say they don't know what to do and i give them this avenue to go ahead and say you know okay let us bless you let Widows' wish bless you let your community bless you and that's really what we need more of is 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 to be able to have those resources to to bless these young widows that are just going through horrendous time and their kiddos you know so that's another thing that we do is family meals Being able to be there as resources to bless them, to support them, um, to guide them along the journey of what they're going to be facing. Uh, Because when your world is ripped apart, you, you do not have a bird's eye view like I do. Or someone that's been through it, you know? Yeah. So...
0: Well, and looking at it from the outside, you know, I, I I think a lot of us who have never been through that know that there's an emotional component. But the things that you just pointed out is there's a life component where life still needs to go on, right? Um, and you still need to eat, and you still need to have groceries, and especially when you have kiddos at home, right? You still need to uh, provide for them. And I love we spent a little bit of time uh, on Bridge the Gap talking about this, but I I love the idea of you saying let the person who's offering give the blessing because we're all so independent and especially as women right we want to be super mom super wife super you name it right at the end of that and we want to be independent and we want to take care of everything else and we don't want to let anyone else help us yet if you turn the tides and you say, let allow that person to give the blessing, I think that's so important when you think about it that way, where you need to allow that person to give what they can, right? Give what they can. So uh, you said sometimes people don't know what to say. So some of the some of the things that come out of people's mouths, right? We, because we don't know how to show, um, sympathy or empathy. We've never been in that position before. So sometimes we say dumb things we do. Um, and I know you've probably heard it all. How do you tell your widows to deal with those people who mean well, but they may not be saying all the right things.
1: Right. And, and it's a, that's that's actually a huge component that I hear across the board from every widow um, is I am so tired of people telling me, oh, you know, he's in a better place or, you know, um, at least you're young, you can date again and move. I mean, the things that people say, especially to young widows, my goodness. Um, And I always have just always told them, I know that it it grates on your nerves, but if you can just give them grace and I tell them ways to go ahead and stop that kind of platitude and the ways to stop someone is to very gracefully say to them, I know that you don't know what to do for me. So let me, let me tell you what I really need. And then I tell the widows to go ahead and tell them what they need. Tell them to go get you some milk. Tell them that you really need some grocery shopping. Tell them that you really need a meal. Tell them that you really need that person just to sit and listen. A lot of times you just need someone to listen. Um, But as humans, we're so into wanting to fix things because we're uncomfortable with it. Uh, Even though through COVID and a lot of other traumatic things that have been happening in our world, we are starting to talk about trauma more and we're starting to talk about um, loss and grief. It's still not something people are comfortable with. And so we say stupid things. And so I just tell the widow to say, I appreciate you, but here's what you can do for me. Can you just sit there? Can you just sit there? Can you actually just sit next to me? That's all I need. Or can you please go run my son, daughter, wherever, you know, I need help with this. I need help with that. Give them tangible things that they can do. Right. Instead of saying, Nope, I'm okay. Cause you're not, you're not yeah. okay. You're not okay. And so instead of being upset at the people, because they're not doing what you want them to do, and they're giving these stupid platitudes, give them something that they can do.
0: Yeah. The other thing I really appreciate about you, Bobby, is the straight talk, right? And Mm -hmm. knowing that you're telling these widows, yeah, it's going to be hard, right? Um, And having that straight talk and somebody that they can lean on like you, who's been through it, who has the resources to give back. So talk through that a little bit when you've got uh, new widows coming in and you're having to have those discussions with them. I'm sure it's hard on you, but I appreciate the straight talk. um, And I think do you well, find you. that your widows appreciate that as well?
1: You know, it's interesting. Um, my, my widows appreciate it. Probably a year later, they come back to me. Um, most of the time when I first get on, on ground and helping them, widows wish mission is to come in that first year of loss, that those are the widows that I serve. Your first year of loss, your first holidays, your first everything is where I want to be. Okay. Um, it's also to give them the expectation of realizing that the second year is going to really, really be bad. Okay. So the first year you are in a fog, it's, it's a central nervous system thing that happens. It's actual changes in the brain that happen when the rug is ripped up from underneath you and you've suffered a huge trauma. Listen, death is trauma. Okay. I don't, I don't care how that person has passed. It's trauma, especially when your main breadwinner has, has left your world and you're sitting there holding all of the cards with the kids and the house and the bills okay so i'm a straight shooter about that and i just lay it all out i say your first year you're going to be in a fog Uh, nothing speeds up time faster than trauma so um i like to say time flies when you're traumatized okay so that whole first year you're not going to remember i give them tools to do whether they do those or not that first year that's up to them And I tell them the second year is going to suck. And I tell you probably 99.5% of the time those widows come back to me and they say, I did not like you when you told me that. I thought to myself how harsh you're being, but you were spot on. Every single time they'll come back to me and say, you were spot on. And then they will seek out my services that much more. Because listen, not everyone's ready for me when when it all hits, right? But my point is is to be there. And the interesting thing, Tricia, is that I've learned to really get let go of that. It used to hurt my feelings initially when widows would not just like, I was so ready to help. And I was so ready to let them take all everything that I have to give and they just push away. And literally after that first year, they'll come back to me every single time. And I have learned to let them have that grace. They just weren't ready for me. They weren't ready for it, but they keep the nuggets I told them. Right. So they'll come back and, and I know that I did something for them, even if they didn't utilize my services until, year later or maybe that first christmas because um as you know Chris, uh, a christmas giving program is one of my favorite favorite things about Widows Wish foundation is i do a christmas gifting program for these widows who um are either applying to widows wish foundation or their friends or their family have have sought me out and sought them to be um people that receive the christmas gifting for that first year uh, because those first holidays are hard too and i tell them that as well i mean i just kind of lay it along the line And, um, it's not pretty and it's hard and it's even gut wrenching for me still, even after all these years, cause I know what they're facing and I have to go in and I have to take a deep breath and I have to just tell them what's coming and it's hard, but they keep that, they keep that nugget and they, they remember it. So.
0: Yeah, that first year in the fog, right? They're they're not ready to be open to that. Maybe yeah. all of the words that you're saying, but they do remember them going into that second year. I, I bless you for taking care of that community. I think it's a it's an amazing piece of work that you do. And you talked about your Christmas program. So it's a great segue into how do people find you? How do people nominate someone or bring somebody to you that they know may need your services? What does that look like, Bobby?
1: Thank you. Well, they can find me. uh, I have my main uh, widow's wish page. Uh, It's called Widow Thrive, which is my website, www.widowthrive.com. Um, And I have all my contact information on that website. You can also find me on uh, social media. Um, uh, My Widow Thrive page on Facebook um, is also a place that you can uh, reach out. Um, So what generally I do is starting in about October, November, usually usually October, I will put out social media posts about my application links. So I do an application for families. They have to apply because based off of my rules as a 501c3, I have to um, suss out the people that are applying um, because unfortunately I have to have proof that they are indeed in need. They are widows, uh, et cetera. So there is an application process and I will post those on my Widow Thrive page. I don't generally post the application on my uh, website, um, uh, but they can go ahead and contact me that way. So I'll do talk of League City. I'll post on the Bay Area networks. Um, uh, hopefully resources like you this coming year, um, I can you know post or remind people. Um, it's, it's very interesting. I think when you're doing something that has a purpose and a plan that's from a higher power as to why I started what I did, it's interesting people just kind of find me. So it's it's a beautiful thing that um I will put these posts out there and someone who knows someone who knows someone will then send families to me or someone will remember they heard of me through a, a talk that I did at a church or through grief share that I do. And they'll say, oh yeah, I remember this gal does this and they'll send families to me. So honestly, I never have a hard time finding families, oh but God. the applications on my Widow Thrive page on Facebook, it will be on my social media posts on Instagram, which is fitflamingo7. Um, I do uh, postings on the top. I do, uh, um, I do, um, through my friends, through my connections, through my widows who have helped me through my board members, they kind of post on their pages too. So it's, it's out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's wonderful. And I'll make sure in the show notes that I post those links so that people can easily get back to those. So Bobby outside of the families in need that would use your services, how can the greater community contribute back to widow's wish foundation?
1: Well, the amazing thing is that um, there are a lot of beautiful ways to contribute that a lot of people don't even know that are super, super easy. So. A lot of us use Amazon, right? So if you order on Amazon a lot like I do, there is a uh, amazonsmile.com, which is a different landing page for Amazon. It's the same Amazon, but it's amazonsmile.com. And you can go on a drop down menu on the left hand side there and pick a charity that you want to go ahead and have uh, proceeds that qualify from your purchases can go to these certain charities and you'll find Widow's Wish Foundation, League City under there um and you can just have that be a way to donate just automatically that's like an automatic thing there's a thing also called paypal fund I know a lot of us use different ways to pay for things paypal venmo etc there's a, a beautiful thing through paypal called the paypal giving fund um i am also a charity to receive monies that way so you can go under paypal giving fund and you can go ahead and donate money that way these are anonymous donations if you don't you know i don't ever see who is donating, you know, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. I have some very regular consistent donors and I have no clue who they are, but God bless them. Uh, so that's a super easy way too through your purchases. Um, I also do a gala fundraiser every year. I also do a ton of uh, network for good grant writing and postings that I do for my widow foundation through Facebook. Facebook is a phenomenal way it's got its pros and its cons, but let me tell you what, for fundraising, it's really good. So a lot of times I will also fundraise directly on my widow thrive page. And also we all know, we all have seen those birthday fundraisers. If you feel compelled, you can also have it be your birthday fundraiser. I am also on Facebook for that. You can drop down and find me as a charity on Facebook to donate. And then of course, go to my widow's wish page. And it um, has an area where you can say that you want to start donating. And that can be taken out through a credit card or PayPal or Amazon Pay or anything on my main Widow Thrive website. You can go donate as well.
0: That's wonderful. Bobby. thank you for being with me today, talking about your story. I know it's always probably gets you, a, you know, a little gut wrenched every time you have to tell your story, but I think it's so important that people understand that you've been there and your foundation really supports those who are there or, or may be there in the future. And I love that you built an or, a foundation or organization around young widows, because it sounds like there was a definite need in that space and you have had to walk through it mostly alone with your community of people right but now the community of women that may be going through this have you and they have your foundation so thank you for everything that you do in the community oh, through that thank service you.
1: thank you and thank you yeah. for your community service as well getting the word out
0: thank you
1: yeah, absolutely
0: I, I look forward it. to getting this out there in front of folks absolutely Bobby well thank you again for being with me today I appreciate, you appreciate. your time
1: I appreciate your time and that-
0: Absolutely. And that concludes this week's podcast of serving the community.